0: Looking for a unique online gaming experience? Well, Golden Nuggets Online Live Dealer games are changing the way people play online in New Jersey. Broadcast live from an exclusive studio at the Golden Nugget Atlantic City and streamed directly to you, the player, on your smartphone or your laptop, Live Dealer creates a true casino floor experience online. The dealers even have their own unique personalities talking to you as they deal the cards. It's almost like being in the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City. And as long as you're within the New Jersey limits, you can play from wherever you happen to be or on the go. Tablet, phone, or desktop, wherever you are, you can enjoy the live dealer experience. Play Golden Nuggets online live dealer today in real time, seven days a week, now from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. Blackjack, roulette, baccarat, all live in real time on goldennuggetcasino.com. Get started today at GoldenNuggetCasino.com and take part in the newest and most unique online gaming experience a casino can offer. Golden Nugget's online live dealer—truly the next evolution of online gaming. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey only. Problem gambler? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys
1: and girls, the
2: House
3: of Cards. Today. The game is different with author and professional poker player, Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill.
4: Hi, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams. I am your host for the hour. We have a couple of very interesting and smart guests uh, we're going to be talking with Mohammed Cohen. He is the editor-at-large of Inside Asian Gaming and a contributor to Forbes Asia, talking about gambling in Asia. And then we're going to talk to John Brennan. He is a staff writer for the Bergen Record. He has a blog called Meadowlands Matters, and he is, without question, an expert on gambling and gaming, whatever the difference may be, in New Jersey, especially in Atlantic City. So we're going to talk to him about what he knows. We're then going to have a mailbag segment, of course, when I'm going to talk with Dave Weishattle. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: The 21st Annual East Coast Gaming Congress is back this year at Harris Conference Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey on May 24th and 25th. Join casino and iGaming Industries CEOs and leaders from all over the United States as they come together to network, learn, and experience one of the East Coast's biggest gaming events of the year. Hot topic panels and forums will discuss fantasy sports, skill-based gaming, the future of gaming, and so much more. So if you're all in, visit ecgc.us to register for your all-access pass to this two-day conference. Register before April 24th for a discounted rate. Group registrants receive a discounted price per person. That's the 21st Annual East Coast Gaming Congress at Harris Conference Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey on May 24th and 25th. Head on over to ecgc.us for more information and to register for this year's event. That's the 21st Annual East Coast Gaming
4: Congress at Harris Conference Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey. See you there. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a -a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a Pro Caliber poker table. Pro Caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a ProCaliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO, that's HOCRADIO, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025POKER. 24025 poker that's 2402576537 pro caliber poker tables stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for
0: hey it's dave from house of cards you've been hearing me talk about my pillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep alleviate your sore neck and back and this special deal you can get for my pillow through the show well, not only can you pick up the special deal for four MyPillows when you use promo code CARDS, but now you can get $100 off your purchase of the MyPillow Mattress. Yeah, that's right, the MyPillow Mattress. The MyPillow Mattress comes with a 10-year warranty and a 120-day money-back guarantee. The MyPillow Mattress is made up of three unique layers, providing you the comfort and support to fall asleep and stay asleep all night. It even has the luxurious dream soft cover, which is stain-resistant and stays cool all night. Just head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the MyPillow mattress link, and enter promo code CARDS at checkout to get $100 off your order. Or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams.
3: Card player, gambler, scoundrel, you'd like
4: Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We have a very interesting guest with us today. We're going to be talking to him about gambling in and around Asia. His name is Mohammed Cohen. He is the editor-at-large at Inside Asian Gaming, and he is also a contributor to Forbes Asia. Mohammed, are you there? Yes, hi, Ashley. Hi. Good to be with you. Well, we're glad you're here. Why don't you start just by giving our listeners a little background on how it is that you come to be an expert on gaming in Asia
2: oh i've been writing I was writing about business and uh doing also producing uh business t v um in Hong kong and uh a friend who was uh, a friend who in Hong Kong got approached about uh about a helping with a new magazine in Macau back in uh, around 2005. And he said, no, I, it's not for me, but my friend Mohammed might be interested. And that's how I got involved with writing about the casino business in Asia.
4: I see. Now, you you sound completely fluent in English. Did you grow up in the United States? Oh, yeah. I, I'm a native New Yorker. I see. So you've been out in Asia for how long now?
2: Uh, more than 20 years. I'm a, and I've been... I'm, I've been going to Las Vegas once a decade since the '60s.
4: <laughs> All right, and so your home base is Hong Kong, and you travel around Asia, or do you live somewhere else?
2: Uh, my my base is Hong Kong. The magazine I write for, um, one of them is in Hong Kong, the other one is in Macau. But I travel quite a bit. I've I've been to three different uh, three different places chasing uh, casino stories this year. Uh, so. And we'll be heading for Japan and Macau later.
4: Now, I noticed that there's no casino gaming in Hong Kong. Is that right? Correct. Has there ever been? But Macau
2: been? is just it's a short ride away. And will be shorter when they finish the bridge. The bridge? Uh, should be within the next three years. Yes, between the, the world's longest bridge. will connect Hong Kong, Macau, and the mainland China city of Zhuhai. Wow. Wow, what is that going to cost them to build that bridge? Oh, it's it's costing it's it's uh I believe the price tag is somewhere in the 7 to 10 billion dollar range.
4: Wow. I mean, I've and, ridden the ferry. It it is incredibly efficient and there are a lot of them, but it sure would be a lot easier
2: if you could just drive. How long would the drive take? Well, the the from Hong Kong Airport, the new airport, to us who remember the old airport, the new airport is actually going to be a shorter drive to Macau than it will be to uh, to central Hong Kong, but from central Hong Kong it should be should be about forty forty five minutes I see I took the subway
4: there 's a very very fast uh, actually a, a wonderful uh, subway system, and i that 's what I did. I just got right on, but the subway i mean the airport, if I recall. Is to the west of downtown Hong Kong, the northwest, and it, and Macau is to the northwest of Hong Kong as well. So actually, it's situated almost equidistantly if you were to just look at it from above, right?
2: Right. I think you're. I think you're a little bit off. It's it's southwest, not northwest. But okay. yeah, you're you're in the ballpark there. But yeah, it's, as one of my one of my colleagues, one of my friends in the gaming business says. Yes, the the ferry is good, but there's just a lot of friction. You've got to go through customs twice. You've got to you've got to get on the boat, you have got to get off the boat. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do and and it is a boat and it jumps around and this and that. Whereas getting on a bus is much more straightforward. Right? Or driving.
4: My god. You know, you would well, have a car once you got to Macau. I don't know if they would prohibit people from driving or No, the they're way. not
2: going to allow the ca- the cars or buses that come in and they're still working out whether or not they're going to allow actual private cars on the bridge or whether it's going to be strictly for for livery and for, uh, for goods you know for, for trucks and things like that commercial vehicles, but in any case they're going to have a huge they're going to have a huge parking lot at each end of it, and so people will have to get out of their vehicles and then take public transport transport well I, I can't
4: believe that if you're incredibly rich there isn't some way that you're going to be able to use your own vehicle somehow in the new system but we'll leave that for the chinese to figure out can you give us an overview of casino gaming in asia now i mean where it is where it conspicuously isn't
2: right now is a great time for casino gaming in asia there this is this is really fat times um it's not it's not the way it was um 345 years ago when VIP in Macau was you know running seven times you know when Macau was running seven times more than Las Vegas now Macau is down to only about four four and a half five times the size of Las Vegas in terms of gaming revenue but it's an incredibly it's an incredibly good time because the mix of customers is much more diverse it's becoming more there's more mass market play as well as VIP play has begun to come back in recent months, in the last two or three or four months in Macau. And then around the region, just in the in the past week, um, a new casino, the, the first real international class integrated resort opened in Incheon in South Korea outside Seoul. Later this year, we'll have MGM is opening its property in Kotai in Macau. And Naga, um, Naga Corp, which, is, which has been one of the real stars of the gaming business for investors in, in Asia, is opening its integrated resort phase in Phnom Penh, Cambodia.
4: Listeners, will be back after a quick break.
3: So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. eight six six I want UG eight six six I want UG. You're listening to the House of Cards.
2: Knife, knife, not thrilling. The nice. knife.
4: Welcome back, everybody. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Listeners, we are talking with Mohammed Cohen who is the editor-at-large at at Inside Asian Gaming and a contributor to Forbes Asia. We're talking about casino gaming in Asia. So Phnom Penh, Cambodia is coming online. Where else do they have it now? I know Macau. I know South Korea. I've played in both those places. They have it
2: in Manila. Where else? Well, it's easier if you take the 10 ASEAN countries. The The only three that don't have casinos are Indonesia, Brunei, and Thailand. The 10, um, what countries? ASEAN, Association of Southeast Asian Nations. Okay, that's an acronym
4: I don't think our listeners are uh, fluent in. So there are 10. Okay. Which 10 countries
2: are they? So Vietnam has casinos. Um, Laos and Cambodia have casinos. Singapore has casino, casino. Um, Burma has some small border casinos. A lot of these are small border casinos to to service the... Country next door, because in most places they may have casinos, but they don't allow their own citizens to play there. So the Vietnamese go to Cambodia. The uh, the Chinese they don't have casinos there, so they go over the border to Laos. Or some of the Vietnamese go to Laos. Um, Thais go to Burma or to Cam- the other side of Cambodia. So there's that kind of there's that kind of symb- symbiosis. Um the only place that the only place in in Asia that uh, doesn't restrict its citizens from from cas- entering casinos in one way or another is the Philippines and Macau and both of them have rules about government employees not being allowed to go to, into casinos huh? I see but well, wait a second you you missed
4: one I know that there are Casinos on boats off the coast of India, and there are even some in line. Are You just not including that in the list of countries because they're not part of the organization you mentioned.
2: Right. Yeah. But yes, there are. There definitely are casinos in India. There are, there's there are casinos in Nepal. There's actually a uh, an Australian listed company called Silver Heritage that's building a casino on the border of in Nepal on the border with India and tried to become the first casino to really cater to that market outside India. But yeah, the, there are small casinos in India. There, there are a couple and there are some boats in Goa and then in a couple of, in there are a couple of casinos in in remote Sikkim province, Sikkim, which is yeah. uh up in the, up in the Himala, Himala, Himalayas or Himalayas, depending on
4: how cool you want to be. So tell us two other things. Um, first of all, for those who don't know, tell us about what the most popular game is in the Asian casinos, uh, and then I want to talk to you about gambling in Japan.
2: Sure. Um, well, Baccarat is by far the, the most popular game around uh, in, in Asia. Um, it's certainly, as far as I can tell, it's certainly not because it's fun to play or exciting to play or that you need, in, in, that you need any skill to play it. It's simply because I think it has the best, it has the the lowest house percentage.
4: Right. I I noticed that they seem to have adapted Baccarat to uh, electronic gaming by having these uh, tables, octagonal, I think, where they have display screens of many games going at the same time so that the player can bet more than one Baccarat game at the same time, which seems to maximize their table use, which feeds into what you said about them being restricted on the number of tables they're allowed to have as the way that they limit gaming. Um, do you know anything about these machines? They look like they were uh, electronic displays of games that were going on in the rest of the casino and a person could bet on them at the same time.
2: Right. They have these, basically in Macau, Macau and Singapore pioneered this, they have these huge stadium setups where they'll have, Three, four, five different games going on. Three different, five games being played in a in a pit, and then seats around them and a screen where you can watch them both on your individual terminal and above. And you make bets via terminal.
4: Is that now the standard that they use in a lot of Asian places, or is that only in Macau and in Singapore?
2: Oh, it's it's all it's it's all over. It's very very popular in Phnom Penh it was so popular that they had to add a second room because it was so big. And in Phnom Penh they also they're accompanied by a Khmer chanteuse um, singing, you know, heartbreaking Kashmir love songs. You don't have to know a word of it <laughs> to understand exactly what she's talking about. Um, and it's just, and it's, it's a really cool, uh, it's a really cool atmosphere. It's just That's something terrific. something fun to watch.
4: <laughs> now, before you go, can you tell us what the future holds for gaming in Japan?
2: Well, they they passed the first of what will be two required bills to legalize integrated resorts in Japan. They they're not going to be casinos. They're going to be integrated resorts that have other other amenities as well. Um, I say my take is it's a very big deal, but it's not it's still not a done deal that it will happen. Um, there's still a fair bit of political opposition to it. Um, people worried about um problem gambling. They're worried about And they're also worried about what's you know how it's gonna what it's gonna do to the character in the of Japan I think and what it's gonna do you know is how is it gonna change Japan Um, I've I've written on my Forbes blog that Japan has to answer two questions and then from there we'll figure out exactly what the future of gaming and uh, casinos in Japan is the number one question is the people why do the people who want casinos in Japan want them. I've never really heard anybody articulate that. They say, well, it's for economic development. Well, there are a lot of things you can do for economic development. Why casinos? What's, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get revenue? Are you trying to build tourism? Are you trying, like Singapore, to get two things they don't have? You know, Singapore didn't have a theme park, a world-class theme park. It didn't have a, a major convention center. It gave out two gaming licenses. It got those two things. Japan has to figure out what, okay, so why are we doing this? What's the, what is it we want from this? And then they have to figure out what's going to make their product Japanese. Why, you know, it's got to be something more than a geisha coasters. What are they going to do to make this product Japanese? And if they answer, once they answer those two questions, then we'll know, well, is this really for the domestic market? Is this really for the, is this really for foreigners? Um, What's going to be the ownership that they're going to allow foreigners? Are they going to are they going to make people partner with Japanese firms? Which over the past year has become clear that that's going to be a very good idea, and that not partnering with a Japanese firm will be a very will could be suicidal for your license application. And then and then after that they'll they'll figure out things like are we going to. Charge people a fee to go in if they're locals, like they do in Singapore. Singaporeans have to pay a hundred Sing dollars, about seventy US, in order to go into the casino. Um, are we going to are we going to allow junket promoters to come in the people who the people who find high rollers and who service them, including where necessary giving them giving them loaning them money so they can play because maybe they can't get money out of their own country so easily. Are they, and then if we know – if Japan figures out why it wants these things and what it wants them to do, then it can figure – then we'll know the answers to all those questions.
4: Well, that's very good. Can you just uh, leave us with your website? So if people are interested in reading more of the, what you've written, they can.
2: Um, the best thing to do is to go to my, my Forbes blog, which is on Forbes.com, and, and look up Muhammad Cohen. I've also got my own website, www.muhammadcohen.com. Great. Um great. So thank you very much. Great thank you, Mohammed. Very nice.
4: Very informative. I appreciate you coming on. Listeners, we're going. To, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with another guest.
3: Hey,
0: this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine.
5: Konica, the German shepherd that I rescued, was stinky, skinny, and scrawny, full of skin rashes and scratching. And I started feeding Konica Dinovite, and he became such a happier, itch-free, stink-free dog that I dug deeper into the website. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. What if in addition to DynaVite, we do the raw beef and the egg diet and see what happens? Forget all these 50-pound bags, the formulated, extruded, processed cereal bits that cost a ton of money anyways. This dog's as close to a wolf as you can get. They're carnivores. With just the raw meat and the eggs and the DynaVite and Super Omega on top of it, it just balances out his body and his mind and his spirit. It's, it's unbelievable. <coughs> Hey, if you're thinking about rescuing a dog, you got to start them out on Dynavice. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E
1: dot com. 859-428-1000.
5: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
6: Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order.
0: The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Looking for a unique online gaming experience? Well, Golden Nuggets Online Live Dealer games are changing the way people play online in New Jersey. Broadcast live from an exclusive studio at the Golden Nugget Atlantic City and streamed directly to you, the player, on your smartphone or your laptop, Live Dealer creates a true casino floor experience online. The dealers even have their own unique personalities talking to you as they deal the cards. It's almost like being in the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City. And as long as you're within the New Jersey limits, you can play from wherever you happen to be or on the go. Tablet, phone, or desktop, wherever you are, you can enjoy the live dealer experience. Play Golden Nuggets online live dealer today in real time, seven days a week, now from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m blackjack roulette baccarat all live in real time on golden casino.com get started today at golden casino.com and take part in the newest and most unique online gaming experience a casino can offer golden nuggets online live dealer truly the next evolution of online gaming must be 21 years or older new jersey only problem gambler call 1-800-GAMBLER Hey, this is Y Shadow from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of May 22, 2017. Well, there's some good news and some bad news for the casinos in Atlantic City, New Jersey. The bad news, according to the New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement, is that AC Casinos collected $190.9 million in revenue, which is a 3.6% decrease from April of last year. The good news? Online gaming increased 22.6%, grabbing $20.8 million in revenue. Poker Central announced last week that they have acquired the global television and digital media rights to the World Series of Poker. It's a four-year deal in which the November 9th format has been scrapped, allowing the final table to be played at the end of July. Under the agreement, Poker Central would allow ESPN and ESPN2 to air 130 hours of main event coverage, with Poker Central streaming online coverage not aired by ESPN. And finally, everyone knows that Donald Trump's Taj Mahal Casino in Atlantic City has just been sold to Hard Rock International. But documents from the Securities and Exchange Commission have revealed the sale price. The property that Trump dubbed the eighth wonder of the world and spent $1.2 billion to build sold for just $50 million. That's a sale price of just four cents on the dollar. I guess the Florida Seminoles who bought the property read the art of the deal have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation, send us an email at newsroom at houseofcarsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HSC Radio. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at borgattapoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that Borgatapoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. You're listening to the House of
3: Cards. You lose track of time in those casinos. There's no windows, there's no clocks, and you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater.
4: Hi, everybody. This is Ashley Adams. Welcome back. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, We like to have experts on this show about gaming and gambling and poker, and we have one of them. His name is John Brennan. He is a staff writer for the Bergen Record. He's an expert on all things gaming and gambling in Atlantic City and New Jersey. He also has a blog called Meadowlands Matters. John, are you there?
1: Uh, Good morning. How are you?
4: Good morning. So let's get right to it. Um, What's going on with gambling in atlantic city is it dying is it dead is it being reborn what do you think
1: well after 10 years of reporting it being about dead it's actually turned around in the last couple of months and here we are coming into their uh, hot summer season um i remember covering uh, borgata opening in 2003 and back then the story always was that uh revenues in in the industry in atlantic city Rose every year for more than 25 years, so that was that was the narrative. And then in 2006, Pennsylvania and New York opened casinos, and Atlantic City and, New, and the state of New Jersey underestimated the brutal impact of that. And so for a decade, Atlantic City casino revenues declined in a big way. But they actually rose the last year. Um, gross operating profits were up seven percent for the seven remaining casinos, and not only the casinos but also the city in general are are in a bit of a, a surprising turnaround right now.
4: So what's the best indication of the turnaround? How would a casual visitor, maybe who goes once a summer, what would they see that's different this year from years past, if anything?
1: Well, there's a lot of, they'll see a lot of development. I mean, a year from now they'll see a lot of openings, but right now there's a lot of development. There's a 250-unit uh, kind of high-end millennial apartment complex uh, going up uh, uh, with uh, Shaquille O'Neal as one of the uh, investors uh, called the beach at South Inlet. That'll open next summer. Uh, also there's a, uh, they're starting construction on a 350 foot high vertical roller coaster uh, called a polar coaster <laughs> near the boardwalk. That will also have a zip line and a skydiving simulator. So sort of an entertainment area uh, near the boardwalk, which is a big deal. Uh, Showboat has already reopened. It's not as a casino, but its 850 rooms are really needed, uh, uh, in the, in the summer, uh, as well. So that's a big deal. There's just a a two hundred and ten million dollar uh, deal for a Stockton University campus and a South Jersey Gas uh, corporate headquarters project that's just breaking ground. So um, they'll see kind of a lot of uh, things in flux, you know, which uh, people generally perceive a city that has a lot of construction and the hard hats that seems like that's a place that's going somewhere, and that's okay. kind of where they are.
4: So what's happening with the Revel?
1: Well, that's <laughs> that's that's on the opposite side. Um, the owner, Glenn Straub, who I've talked to a number of times, he just is convinced that since he's not going to really run the casino, uh, he doesn't have to get the uh, strict regulatory overview, and he keeps losing in court time after time, and frankly, I don't see anyone uh, who's claiming he's ever going to win that, so it's just a stalled project, so that's, that's one of the... You know, the downsides there. That project, uh, you know, the building is considered to be attractive on the outside, and it was kind of a mess on the inside in terms of the design of it. Uh, Bad Bones is what one of the Wall Street analysts described it as. So uh, that one is still a problem.
4: I see. Is there any chance that in the next year there will actually be more casino gaming there, or will all the former casinos be transformed into something other than casinos?
1: Well, we went from twelve casinos in two thousand and fourteen down to uh, seven about a year and a half later, and actually we 're going to go to eight now. There was a recent deal that uh, hard rock uh, has a three hundred million dollar plan to they're buying Trump Taj Mahal, which has been one of the shuttered casinos. They're going to renovate it and reopen it uh, about a year from now. So um, that's an interesting situation because 12 casinos, all the analysts had agreed was way too many for the size of the city. So they couldn't survive. And so inevitably, uh, five of them closed. So getting back to eight um, is interesting. Hard Rock's a pretty good brand internationally and nationally. Um, there is isn't a feeling that that's going to mark that been well and they can probably handle eight so i don't think any the other one's probably going to reopen uh, at all, all right. casino so i think we'll get to eight and, and stay there
4: i think the the important thing that i always think about is that the impact of going from 12 to 7 is much 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 more visible than you might even think because it went from 12 to 7 but a number of them were and still are in the marina area, right? You have Harris, you have the Borgata, and you have uh, the Gold Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget. So yeah, you really, yeah. you, there are three there. So that left nine. Mm-hmm. You really went from nine to four, right on the on the boardwalk. Yeah, exactly. Which looks uh, the, the, devastating. The, the...
1: Yeah, the marina area has turned into a perfect sort of ecosystem where Borgata is the market leader by far right. and it's very successful and it's so popular that you can't even get a room or if you can get a room you can't maybe can't afford the room. So they're just organically arose those golden nugget and Harris sort of two satellites, right? So you want to go to the Borgata show, but you can't get a room there, so you stay at the nearby casino in the marina. So all three of those do well because of that, and that's why they're all still standing and they're not going anywhere. The boardwalk, you're correct that you know going from nine to four casinos, and okay, getting back to five maybe, uh, still you have that vibe of walking around, and and just as the as I say, the construction sites are an encouraging sign for a visitor. Um, the shuttered buildings are are indeed discouraging.
4: Yeah, I. I, I... As a poker player, and I realize you may not be up on all the poker that's going on or not going on, uh, it used to be a sense that, um, my God, no one's coming here, especially during the week. On the weekend, maybe you'd go down and you'd play at the Borgata, but during the week, um, the action just tailed off horribly. Is that still the case, that during the week it's it's really, really quiet and on the weekends maybe it's regained some of its luster, or has it been spread out?
1: Yes, it really is an extreme, and there's been some effort finally, and it's kind of belated, but to get uh, conventions there, because if you can get, because during the week, all year, even in the summer to some extent, um, there's there's room. So if you have a convention, uh, there's plenty of rooms to be booked, and uh, especially say in the spring or fall, the weather's pretty good still. Um, That would improve that, but it is an issue. But I'll say one other thing about poker, uh, actually. Um, online poker in New Jersey is sort of stagnant. You know, New Jersey is one of only two states or three states to have online poker, uh, Delaware and Nevada being the others. And the the liquidity, as they call it, the, the amount of people around at a given time is borderline. And so that's why it's flat. But Pennsylvania uh, has been talking so much about adding online poker that if they hooked up with New Jersey, then online poker players would have... Uh, plenty of opportunity to play at any price level, at any skill level, any time that they want. So um, so that will be beneficial to the casinos, who part of their uh, increased revenue has got a lot to do with online gaming. Uh, Delaware and New Jersey have all kinds of uh, uh, casino gaming online, and, and uh, online slots mainly. I mean, it's up 30 to 40 percent over the previous year, the the month of the previous year. So um, it's not a big number yet compared to the brick-and-mortar numbers, but it's growing in a big way. I think there's an awareness issue that uh, people have not had. Is this really legal? Can I do this? Will I get in trouble? You know, that sort of thing. So – That's just another reason why Atlantic City casinos are doing uh, ever better.
4: Uh, Listeners, just for those of you who just tuned in, we're talking with John Brennan, who is a staff writer for the Bergen Record newspaper, as well as the writer for a blog called Meadowlands Matters. Uh, Let's turn to Meadowlands. A while back, there was a lot of talk about the possibility that there would be maybe the world's greatest casino going into the Meadowlands. Where is that right now?
1: Uh, well, voters uh, around the state uh, rejected uh, the idea of having two North Jersey casinos in November uh, by about 80 to 20%. Um, but there, was, there were some oddities about the, the bill. Uh, it didn't say exactly where they would go, just basically northern half of the state, and people didn't like that. We didn't know what the tax rate was, which would tell you how many jobs are going to be created and how much revenue might come in. Um, and also about uh, half of the money that would be raised would go toward Atlantic City redevelopment. Which well, is sort of ironic because it it takes you back that a year ago Atlantic City was in such dire straits that the feeling was well what if we offer you know hundreds of millions of dollars a year toward Atlantic City redevelopment because they're in such bad shape and now as I'm talking about all these projects it seems like an anachronism why why would Atlantic City need uh, more inducement to have projects they're actually doing well so I think the idea of, of Meadowlands Casino will be revived uh, the next year or two uh, you can't have a ballot question uh, two years in a row on the same point. So, you know, we're a year or two away, but I think that a Meadowlands Casino is probably inevitable in the next five to ten years.
4: Even though the voters voted it down 80-20, um, I think that something that was voted down, you know, four to one margin would be dead, dead, dead. And maybe, you know, next generation would come back. But you're saying within the next five years, you think it will have a shot.
1: Well, it's, it's kind of interesting that in 1974, New Jersey voters statewide were asked if they wanted to legalize casinos in the state. Only Nevada had them legal at that point. And they rejected that by about a two-to-one margin. And then they came back two years later, in 1976, and they said, how about if we just put them in Atlantic City? Now you know where they're going, just Atlantic City, nowhere else, not in your backyard, just there. That's a struggling city. They need help. And when the voters got that, they overwhelmingly voted for it. So there's a little bit of precedent for the idea that if you're going to tell us where they're going then we're more comfortable. I think a lot of people in the northern half of the state um, either would have voted for it if they knew it was going to be near them, they liked that, or they would have voted against it because it would be near them. But at least they would know. And so I I think that the vagueness of it um, really uh, disturbed a lot of people. So, yeah, I think there's a, a definite possibility that voters would support a North Jersey casino under the right parameters.
4: What do you think the future holds, John, for sports betting in New Jersey?
1: Uh, well, we're at an interesting uh, uh, point. Uh, the U.S. Solicitor General has been asked by the U.S. Supreme Court to uh, sort of analyze the merits of the case that's been going on for six years. And um, that's a very unusual step. Uh, it indicates, it hints that the U.S. Supreme Court is really seriously thinking about taking this case. So if they do take the case, um, they have a decent chance of winning, um, sort of based on a state's rights ground uh, to be... Uh, to sum it up. So uh, it, that definitely could happen, but if the court doesn't take the case or if they reject the argument, then um, it's going to be up to Congress to do something. Uh, it, now, the, the sports leagues are coming around to the idea of legalizing sports betting, but federally. Everybody gets it, which, of course, New Jersey doesn't want. They want to just have it like Nevada has it and that, let nobody else have it. But uh, the, it, it looks like it, it's most likely that the U.S. government will Legalize sports betting on a federal level, which is unusual because, as you know, every other form of gambling is state-by-state, state, right? Lottery, horse racing, high line. yeah, Everything you think of is state-by-state state casinos.
4: Uh, and let's just end with you giving our listeners your, how to g- access your blog and your Twitter account.
1: Uh, yeah, Google Metal Matters will get you there for sure. And then uh, the Twitter account is at Bergen Brennan, B-E-R-G-E-N-B-R-E-N-N-A-N.
4: Great. Well, I think that will be a wrap, John. Very nice chatting with you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That was John Brennan, staff writer for the Bergen Record and writer for a blog called Meadowlands Matter. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with another guest shortly.
0: The 21st Annual East Coast Gaming Congress is back this year at Harris Conference Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey on May 24th and 25th. Join casino and iGaming Industries CEOs and leaders from all over the United States as they come together to network, learn, and experience one of the East Coast's biggest gaming events of the year. Hot topic panels and forums will discuss fantasy sports, skill-based gaming, the future of gaming, and so much more. So if you're all in, visit ecgc.us to register for your all-access pass to this two-day conference. Register before April 24th for a discounted rate. Group registrants receive a discounted price per person. That's the 21st Annual East Coast Gaming Congress at Harris Conference Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey on May 24th and 25th. Head on over to ecgc.us for more information and to register for this year's event. That's the 21st Annual East Coast Gaming
4: Congress at Harris Conference Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey. See you there. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a ProCaliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's HOCRADIO when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025POKER. 24025 poker that's 2402576537 pro caliber poker tables stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for
0: hey it's dave from house of cards you've been hearing me talk about my pillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep alleviate your sore neck and back and this special deal you can get for my pillow through the show Well, not only can you pick up the special deal for four MyPillows when you use promo code CARDS, but now you can get $100 off your purchase of the MyPillow Mattress. Yeah, that's right, the MyPillow Mattress. The MyPillow Mattress comes with a 10-year warranty and a 120-day money-back guarantee. The MyPillow Mattress is made up of three unique layers, providing you the comfort and support to fall asleep and stay asleep all night. It even has the luxurious DreamSoft cover, which is stain-resistant and stays cool all night. Just head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the MyPillow mattress link, and enter promo code CARDS at checkout to get $100 off your order. Or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Better sleep starts
1: with MyPillow.
0: You're listening to the House of Cards.
1: Okay, play a fun word game with me. This will do it. What do you think of when you think of a
2: hunting lodge? Hunt. Yes. What do you think of when you think of a rest home? Your rest. So, you see, we're going to associate the desert in with something beautiful. You don't think of anything here now, do you? Gambling. That's ah. why people come here. That's they right. They gamble. Oh. They want to go to hunting lots, they go to Wisconsin. They want to rest, they go to New Orleans. They want to gamble, they come to Vegas. That's what it's called gambling, Las Vegas gambling. You see signs around this town with guys with guns shooting ducks? It's a gambling play. They don't shoot ducks, raccoons, beavons. They come to gamble. (laughs)
4: Welcome back, everyone. It's Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is my favorite segment, the mailbag segment, when I'm joined in studio by my handsome co producer, Dave Weishattle. And boy, is he handsome today, Dave.
0: Just reminding you, if a member of our audience has a question for our mailbag, you can email us at info at houseofcardsradio.com, tweet us at HOC radio, leave a message or text on the House of Cards hotline at six oh nine four seven four HOCR, that's six oh nine four seven four four six two seven. And if we choose your question to answer on air, you'll receive a Borgatapoker.com baseball hat, a Borgatapoker.com t shirt a House of Cards custom poker chip, and a deck of official Hooters playing cards provided by our friends at Hooters of Princeton, New Jersey. LJ from Hamilton, New Jersey. I've noticed a lot of skill-based games in the casinos lately. Do you feel that these types of games and contests take away from the more traditional casino games? Are they good or bad for games like roulette, poker, or blackjack,
4: just to name a few? Well, we've had some guests on talking about skill games, but I... I don't know which casinos he's referring to because my understanding is they are not widespread. Mm-hmm. They are not in any way building up a base that's taking people away from roulette, craps, blackjack, baccarat, poker, slot machines. Mm-hmm. You, now you're in New Jersey I, I, yes, a lot, I, I know, so what I do know, you see?
0: I know Bally's has a whole bunch of them. What's the name of that game, Doug? It's a shooter game. <laughs> it's a Danger Zone. Yeah, thanks, Doug. It's called Danger Zone. It's it's a video game. It's a – you're you're the shooter and you're walking through a house or a garage and I guess it's different settings and people jump out at you and things mm. like that. I know mm. Resorts is having them. They're coming on. I think they're from Gameco. I, everything's coming from New York. Gameco is the – I think actually we, we had them on the show. Yes. And uh, I know MGM is starting to ha- – in Vegas is having um, – I guess their promotions, I guess they'd fall under. They had a Frogger promotion.
4: You no can kidding. Ne-
0: you can now play Frogger for money.
4: Well, if I were to guess, and I haven't done any statistical analysis, so I would only be able to guess, it would be that it does not encroach on the regular traditional casino games because the skill games would apply to a different demographic. Yeah. Absolutely. My guess is that millennials and younger uh, gamblers are coming in not so much to gamble but to play those skill games mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to somebody who's just wandering around and says, oh, I could shoot crap. Oh, no, there's Call to Duty uh, <laughs> yeah. gambling version. I'll go play that. I don't think that's what's happening. I think people come and they are inclined to play those other games already. But who knows? Well, you said the buzzword that every casino is now using,
0: millennials. Have you started to see an increase in millennials in your trips to casinos or I poker think-
4: rooms? Poker is a lagging indicator of gambling, and that at least today it used to be. Back in the early two thousands, when the poker boom hit, people would flood. Millennials would flood to the casino to play poker. Yeah, that's pretty much died out. Some still come in, but the population seems to be aging. Not so much at the top end because you know you get seventy, sixty, fifties have been playing for a long time, but. They've gone from being just 22 years old at the poker table to now they're in their 30s. Um, I don't notice an influx of 20-somethings.
0: Is there a way poker can attract millennials? Because I know casinos are trying to attract millennials to get them into the rooms. Is there a way to attract millennials to poker tables now?
4: That's a good question. I don't know. Um, topless dealers. There you go. <laughs> um, let's, let's see. I have... I, I don't know. I I don't don't know if online. Well, one way would be to have online poker across the United States, so that that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting to me is is just because I mentioned online poker, is I wonder how appealing it would be if it was fully legal because of the increase in the skill of those who play now online. Mm -hmm. True, if you had another broad legalization. You might have an influx of a lot of unskilled players, which would make the games juicier than they have been. But so much of the world has become so much more skilled, weeding out the neophyte player and really condensing to the best players uh, on the Mm -hmm. online sites that I wonder if American players coming to it might say, oh, I'm just getting my brains beaten in by these really (laughs) strong European and Asian players. I'm not going to play anymore. And the word would go forth, you don't play online for easy money. Uh, On the other hand, that might not happen. It might just be a return to the days when they first started, which were just unbelievable with so much easy money online. I wonder what would happen. All right, that'll do it for uh, Mailbag and for House of Cards. Listeners, come back in a week. Until then, good day and good luck.